0: Hello, I'm so excited. It is, it's holiday time. <laughs> like It is literally just holiday time. I love this time of year because everyone is in such a good mood, generous, giving all of the things that I love year round. Everybody else is kind of on board for it this time of year. So it always just makes me really happy. I wanted to share a few quick things that are Christmas- traditions for us. We we love Christmas lights. <laughs> it is the whole thing in our house. We love the lights. We love driving through. There's a couple local neighborhoods that have great Christmas lights. There's also a few like different Christmas light experience things where you pay and you drive through. We love those. This year we adopted a family and also participated in Helpers and Heroes. I've been doing helpers and heroes for the last, oh my goodness, four years with our local police department. I went through our alumni, or I went through our Citizens Police Academy, so I'm part of the Alumni Association, which means that we get to help with events like that. So this year, we shopped for 29 kids. We spent roughly $100 on each of them, getting them some of their needs and also their wants. Um, something I want to point out about this time of year and really bring to light. I've seen on a couple of social media groups where they're posting, Hey, this family needs help or this people are willing to help. But then there's also been those moments of criticism of like, Oh, why does this child that has nothing, why are they getting so specific and asking for Nike shoes? They should be happy to have any shoes. 100% like they will be happy to have any set of shoes, but you also have to remember that these children or these families do live in society and it is nice to have name brand things. And you know, if you're a child that's in the foster care system and you literally don't have things that are your own, how nice it is to have just something that you really want in life. I think we've all been there at a certain point in time where you felt kind of like you didn't fit in or maybe you wanted something that the masses had. Think back to that and think about being a high schooler or an elementary school kid and trying to fit in with your peers and knowing that your family can't afford that. So that's why at this time of year, I am more than happy. Uh, The child that we adopted, his favorite brand was Nike. Guess what? I got him some Nike stuff so that he would feel confident and good about himself when he went back to school. And we bought some, you know, stuff from Old Navy and just places that we normally shop anyway. But I had no problem spending the money on a name brand, you know, higher ticket item because I know the confidence boost that that can give you. I want to encourage everyone, if you you know, thank you. Obviously one, I think most people that listen are people with big hearts that get all of that. But also number two, I want to encourage all of us to not just this time of year, but year round. Think of ways that you can give back in your community that you can, you know, touch the lives of others. We have a really cool um, organization that we've worked with. I'm teaching Bain that this is something that We should do, right? If you, you might not be balling, like we're not over here just sitting on millions of dollars or anything crazy like that, but we help where we can. And so there's a group called Seeds of Caring, local here in the Columbus area, and they do service projects for families year round. And so, you know, Bain has, we've given to Kaleidoscope, making bags for children that, Um, were kicked out of their homes for being homosexual or being part of the LGBTQ community. Heartbreaking, right? But there's a whole youth center designated to giving youth that are homeless because of that a place to go. So we made bags for that. There are different service projects throughout the year that you can do and then they give great resources to make it age-appropriate for children to explain why you are making these bags or why you're donating to this particular cause. So look in your area, see if there's a way that you can get involved throughout the year, not just this time of year, but also this time of year is great too to make sure that children get to experience the magic of the holiday season. Today, I would like to speak on something that I talked a little bit about on Instagram this week and got a lot of feedback. And so I thought I would go a little bit deeper. We're going to chat about the fact that Just because you're happy doesn't mean that it's not hard. Happiness and hard aren't separate from one another. And I want to talk a little bit about that and how that has shown up in different parts of my life. And hopefully this resonates with you. If it does, I'd love to talk with you. If not, you know, keep this in mind for other people in your life and maybe how you're interacting with them. Let's dive in. Okay, so have you ever been in a situation in which you are so happy, but also you can acknowledge like this season is hard? Um, I can think of a few in my life uh, transitioning from just dating into being married, um, from being married into being then parents. Um, transitioning from being parents into a co-parenting relationship and getting divorced, um, (laughs) from being, let's say, oh my gosh, when you're dating someone and you break up good reasons, right? Like all of these things, you can have emotions tied to them that are so happy and positive and great, but also it can be really freaking hard. I want to give an example that has popped up for more than just me. I think it's for anyone and we've, we don't talk about it as a society (laughs) really at all. I haven't really seen many people talk about this experience, but I talked about this a little bit on social media. I gave an example that was probably more relatable for parents, but I want to give an example that might be relatable for about anyone that's ever had a romantic relationship. Um, have you ever dated someone? At some point you guys broke up. You're just like, this isn't working. Whether they dumped you, you dumped them, you mutually decided, whatever. The relationship's over. And you get to a point where you're like, whew, I feel so much better. Like I can see why this wasn't working or, you know, I I have found happiness since being with this person, um, since we're no longer together, whatever. And then there's the thing that happens that kind of takes you back and makes you miss them. We don't talk about missing your ex. We don't talk about missing what that feels like and how hard that can be. Even though you're happy and you're like, I know that this doesn't work. I know that we shouldn't be together but I miss you. And this is hard. It's hard not being together. Sometimes the hardness is the lack of like the change in the routine. Maybe you guys had a routine where you hung out on certain days or you talked at a certain time of day. Sometimes that's the hard part is changing that routine. Or maybe it's something where the dynamic has changed, where maybe you were coworkers, <laughs> and then you dated and now you're coworkers again. And it's you have to relearn how to just be coworkers and not be in a relationship. I say this because there was a long time. So Brandon and I have not been together in 4 years. It's we are in such a great place uh friendship-wise. We've I mean, I just couldn't ask for a better co-parent. I know I say it all the time, but I couldn't. I love parenting with him. He's, it's so much fun. We have a cool kid. We're on the same page. We have great communication. We're friends. We can talk about life and it's not weird, right? (laughs) But I can tell you on both of our parts at times over the last four years, less over the last year, but the first three years that we were apart, I think we both at times, sometimes at the same time, thought about, well, what would it be like if we got back together, right? Like we get along so well, it would just make things easier. It would make sense. It would make things easier. Maybe we should. And sometimes that came out of just feeling lonely. Other times it came out of the fact that it's freaking hard. It is hard. <laughs> it is so hard being a single Parent, and you know, I I get to mom five days. I mean, I mom every day. Let's be real, but like, I am actively doing all of the things from sun up till sundown, from Sunday night until Friday when I drop him off at school, and then Brandon has him Friday after school until Sunday when he brings him home to me. I. Have to tell you that was not always easy for either one of us um at times it was difficult because you know I especially at the beginning, oh my goodness, I was with my kid twenty four seven I was the parent being I did not know how we would survive without each other for being completely honest, like I was like he is so dependent upon me, he's not really doesn't really trust that Brandon can do a whole lot. At this point, the kid was two and he was just like, you know, not here for it. (laughs) Like the sun rose and set on mom. And I think we both, all three of us struggled for the first probably six, seven months with figuring out a good routine, what made sense, all of that. And we've always kept it very open to where, you know, if Brandon's, feel, like, missing Bane or whatever, he could just come over whenever. We'll have dinner. We invite him to do random stuff that we do together. And if he wants to come, he can. If he doesn't, then he doesn't have to. But he's he knows that there's always an open invitation. One. Two, the other agreement that we've always had is if Bane is at one parent's house and he wants to go home or, like, go to the other parent's house... He can do that. And so I think we've only actually like had that happen a couple of times where, you know, bands at Brandon's, especially when he was little and he'd be like, yeah, I had fun, but I'm ready to go home now. I want to go to mom's. And it was like, "Okay, no problem. We just do that. We can, he can call either one of us whenever he feels like it. Like there's just no, it's easy, right? And so because it's so easy, I think that at times each of us have been like, why are we just going through the hard part, right? Like <laughs> this hard part sucks and we're lonely and like we can just get back together. It'll be fine. And I think everyone has been there at some point, maybe not in a marriage or like in a divorce situation, but definitely with an ex where you're like, you know, but was it that bad? Is it like, I know I'm happy right now, but this could be easier with the other, like the person that I'm not with anymore. Let me tell you, easy is not always good. Like, easy doesn't just because it's easy doesn't mean that it's going to make you happy. Easy doesn't always mean that it's what's best. And so, learning to embrace the hard part, along with the fact that, like, it's not easy. Yes, it's hard, but I'm happy. And finding happiness in the hardness sometimes is difficult, but necessary. I also want to say (laughs) that here are some key things that I've heard from clients. I have felt it myself and I want to bring some normalcy. So like one normalizing, missing your ex, normalizing, missing your old life or, you know, romanticizing your time at maybe an old job. Like, oh, my gosh, this new job, it's hard to learn a new career or learn a new company and their processes and how things work and new co-workers. It's like, okay, it'd be easier just to go back to my old job, but you left there for a reason, right? And so here are some other things that I have heard said to people or experienced myself. And I kind of want to talk through them. One is when something is hard, we should be allowed to say this is hard. It doesn't mean that you're ungrateful. It doesn't mean that you don't have faith. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're a terrible person. It means that you're human and that life is freaking hard. Sometimes life is just hard. And I think a lot of times there's a lot of emphasis, especially, you know, I grew up in a very religious household. Um, I grew up in church and we've all, I mean, I don't know if you know about my relationship. Like I love Jesus. <laughs> like I love Jesus. Organized religion, well, not necessarily my jam for the most part. Like I go to church online. I don't necessarily want to be tied down to one specific location because I believe that church is just everywhere. It's the people. Um, But I got really burnt out from hearing things like this comment. So why, when someone is struggling or having a rough place or is in a rough place and they ask for help or they say out loud, like, hey, I'm in a really hard season or hey, we can't afford groceries. I heard that at church one time. And then the response was, hey, we'll pray for you or you just need to pray about it. I mean, yes. <laughs> And they're like, praise God for this season. Yeah, we can. But we can also express the fact that this is hard without it being negated or something. So, like, And that comment I know is meant to comfort people. But when you were in the middle of a hard season, that's not always a comforting statement to hear. It feels very much like a brush off. Sometimes people need to hear it. You know what? That does suck. I've been there and that sucks. And if you're not in a position to help, that's cool. But it's not always as simple as, hey, just pray about it and things will get better. No. Sometimes action needs to be taken, right? Like sometimes you actually need help. And in those moments, if someone is, if you are hearing that from someone and you are the person that needs help, understand that they aren't trying to brush you off most of the time. They genuinely are trying to help in whatever way that they feel like they can by offering the reminder that like, hey, pray about it. On the flip side, if this is you and you say this to people and it's an empty comment that you make, maybe check that. (laughs) Like if you're in a position to help, then help. But also if you're not in a position to help, also know that sometimes people need to just be able to say that something sucks and for you to say, you know what? That does suck. I'm so sorry. This is a hard season and I am praying for you. That's it, right? Like acknowledging we like to have our feelings validated. So validate feelings one way or another. Another thing when you're going through a hard season, it's easy for us to, (laughs) again, brush the hard part under the rug and not want to talk about it. Because it feels like complaining. And honestly, we've been pushed to, as a society, kind of make happiness just this thing on a pedestal. Like, oh, we all just need to be happy all the time. No, like, life isn't just all about being happy. We have human emotions. And we have a whole spectrum of human emotions. And so if you're not happy, that's okay. Sometimes we're not. And in saying that something is hard, it is not you not being grateful for what you have. I had a friend who just had a baby. Um, this is their third child. And when I asked, like, hey, how are you doing? She said, oh, I'm fine. I was like, are you fine? She's like, actually, this season's really hard. This is a really hard transition because you know i'm like not sleeping again <laughs> like we're doing newborn things but then we also have older children so we have to like functional and around for them and it's just finding the new balance of how does everybody how do we work together as a family of 5 versus just like you know a family of 4 with older kids and i love that she opened up and was vulnerable about that because how many times do you meet people? You ask them how they're doing. They visibly look like they, the world is beating them down. And you're like, obviously, this is a very happy time for you. Yes, we know that you love your children. You love your child. This new little addition, that's great. But also, like, how are you actually doing? Because I could imagine this being hard. <laughs> like, I bet that that is very difficult. And so it meant a lot to me that she shared with me that yes, this is a very hard season. I'm grateful, but it's a hard season. Love that. How much more empathy would we have for people? And how much more understanding and and I guess empathy for ourselves would we have if we were just that honest with one another all of the time? About like, yeah, this is a hard season. I am happy. You don't have to worry about me, but like I am going through a hard season. Yeah, that is relatable. I get that. Something else about hard seasons is sometimes when we don't acknowledge them, we aren't able to fully appreciate how far we've come. So (laughs) I can give you an example of my best friend in the entire world for the last like six years um, is like not talking to me. Like I haven't talked to her in almost six months. So that has been difficult. And it's, it's been interesting because it's the first time that I've actually been open about how much a friendship ending has really hurt me. And I think the best way to I think the best thing that I can say about it is I can look at how I felt right after I first realized that, like, our friendship was over to now. It's the first time I vocalized, like, hey, this really sucks to anybody else in my life. Like, this sucks. I'm struggling. Sometimes I might cry because I miss my best friend and I miss my person. But now I'm where I am now. And like, does it still suck? A hundred percent. It sucks a lot, but I'm not crying. (laughs) like I'm not crying about it most days. I can feel through my emotions if something does pop up. Like we had a lot of inside jokes, um, You know what I mean? Like just things pop up that remind you of that person or, you know, it's holiday time and I'm like doing my Christmas job and I'm like, oh my gosh, she would love that. Nope. You don't need to get her a Christmas present this year. You're not friends anymore. That sucks, right? Going through those emotions, the fact that I acknowledged at the beginning of how much, how hurt I was to now where I can recognize the hurt, I can recognize how much I miss that person But I'm not, it's not gutting me like it used to. It just sucks, right? (laughs) Like I went from I'm sobbing to now I'm like, oh, that sucks. And then I can move on with my day. Seeing that transition all the way through, I don't think that I've ever really done that. Um, I've just kind of, okay, well, that's over. And so I just have to be fine with it. Everything's fine. Everything's great. I'm happy. This is fine. Whatever. Must be for the best. All things happened for a reason, right? Like, let's throw out all the cliches. If you love someone, let them go. And if it's meant to be, they'll come back, right? Like, come on. No, I'm so happy that this is the first time I've actually acknowledged my emotions and my feelings all the way through. I've felt everything. And I can see how much I have grown and the healthy coping mechanisms that I have to get through it, other than just freaking denial, like straight-up denial. <laughs> like I actually feel my emotions now. And so, through that, something beautiful that has come through, recognizing that I am happy, but things are hard, or it's that I'm teaching my child that, that you can be happy. And things can still be hard. I did not learn that as a child. It was, if things are hard, everything's terrible. We can't find anything good. Kind of like, I don't have bad days. I can have something bad happen in my day, but I refuse to have a bad day. Why would I let one thing completely take out my entire day? That's not a thing. And that was something that I learned when I was younger because my parents both were kind of of the mindset of like one bad thing happened that ruins the whole day. And I hated that. I hated just that energy that it brought for the whole day. You're walking on eggshells because you know, this person's letting this thing like consume their entire day. And then that day turns into the next day into the next day into the next day. And then you just turn into like a negative, miserable human being to be around. And I never want that. And so I've taught that to my child. Like you get to choose how your day goes. You get to choose the attitude that you show up with. And so are you going to choose to still be happy even though something's hard? Yeah, you can. Can you choose to be grateful and have a good attitude and look for the positive even though something's hard? 150%. You get to choose that. You don't get to choose everything that happens in your day. But every day when I drop him off at school, I'm like, Hey, make today a good day. And he's like, okay, I will. And then, you know, some days he gets in the car and he's like, today was the worst day. And I'm like, okay, why was today the worst day? P.S. He's super dramatic at times. And he'll be like, well, this happened at recess. And I was like, and that one thing, you're saying that that's going to ruin your entire day. He's like, yes, it's, it's horrible. It's ruining my whole day. I'm like, okay, but why? Why are you going to let that ruin the entire rest of the day? And usually, I get you know when he's super in his feels, he can't yet because he's eight. He can't yet pull himself all the way out of it in that moment. But he'll think on it, and then like an hour later later, he'll be like, you know what? Today was actually not that bad of a day. Just that one thing happened, and it really upset me for a while. Cool. How cool if we all had that understanding. And if we all went into each day with a, you know what? Yeah, hard things happen today, but the whole day's not shot. The whole week's not shot because of it. The whole month doesn't suck. My whole life doesn't suck. And let me tell you, I haven't always been able to maintain that attitude. I've had those moments where my days spiral. I've had a day where it was a hard day and then the next day was a hard day And then you're like, am I ever going to have a normal day? Or is all of life going to be like this, (laughs) right? Like, I'm not above that. We all have those moments and we all have those periods of time where things can get really freaking dark. And I'm going to say, like, this is where it is so important to have tools available for you on those hard days, and during those hard periods of time, because sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a month, sometimes it's a year. Sometimes you have a hard freaking year. Sometimes you have a hard half of a year. And what, what do you have in your toolbox that can help you with that? One thing that I did... I realized that, you know, I love music, I absolutely love music. And it's a quick way for me to kind of tune out the world and reconnect. And I realized that the music that I listen to, I could either use it to tank my day, my week, my year, and listen to a sad playlist. Or I could elevate my mood and listen to a happy playlist. So I have a couple of different happy playlists that help me just like get out of my feels, right? (laughs) Like get out of a bad mood or a sad mood. I have two different playlists. So one is for a sad mood and one is for a bad mood. And those are two different things. Can I please point this out? That like feeling sad is good. Like it is a healthy emotion to have. There are things in life that will make you sad. It is not A bad thing to be sad. We can feel that. We feel through the emotion, but we don't unpack and live there. A bad mood, (laughs) I will say for me, a bad mood is just like, like everything's irritating you or, you know, you're just feeling extra negative about things. You're maybe not necessarily sad. You're maybe not necessarily mad. It's just not a good mood. It's not a positive place where you're exuding great positive vibes out into the world. It's just like, meh. So I have two different playlists with that in mind. If I'm in a sad mood where I actually need to be uplifted to get myself to feel my feelings, but just, you know, like get through those emotions, that's one thing. But if I need something that literally needs to lift my vibrational and my my vibration and my mindset and all of that like that's a whole different playlist to get me out of like just a funk right and so that's one thing that's one thing I have in my toolbox is music another thing is having people in your life there are some people you go to and we all know we have them you have that friend that you go to them when you want someone to validate your bad mood (laughs) like they will get even more hype about whatever it is that you are mad about. They will go to a level 10 about it. You're like, whoa, I was just at a five. Like I was just a little bit upset. You are all the way up here and you are like pumping me up to get up to this level. We all have that one person in our life that will do that. We also have that other person in our life that can diffuse us, that can, you know, just calm us down and like, Reframe things and help us change our mindset and help us get into a better mind space. And so, when you are about to reach out to that person in your life, one or the other, be mindful about why you're doing that. Are you going to the person that's going to get that's going to validate or that's going to hype you up? Why are you going to them? Because you want to feel validated in how angry you are or in how mad, like how you know, whatever emotion it is that you're feeling, you want to feel validated in that. That's why you're going to that person. Or you want to go to someone that's going to speak truth into your life. You need, I think there's a place for both, right? The sweet spot is finding someone that can do both. Finding someone that can say like, you know what? That really does suck. Have you thought about X, Y, and Z? How could you handle this in a way that you're showing up as as the best version of yourself, but you're also addressing this and keeping your thoughts and feelings and emotions in mind while addressing it, right? Like, how do you find that sweet spot person? Keep that person in your toolbox. I call them like your voice of reason. Find your voice of reason. Find that person that can validate but neutralize you. Another great thing to have in your toolbox is the ability to shut your mouth. (laughs) This sounds so funny. Um, In those hard seasons, sometimes we might feel called or led or... I shouldn't even say called or led. We might just feel like we want to just talk about our hard season all the time. And we might want to get other people's opinion on our hard season. Like we're just looking for validation, essentially. Sometimes by doing that, you are letting in a lot of opinions of other people. You're taking on the emotions of other people. Their opinions and whatever about your situation. When in the end, it's your situation. Yes, it's great to go get support. But like, be careful of who you're getting support from or who you're taking advice from. Sometimes the best thing we can do is process internally our hard season. Be a little introspective. Hey, why... How, like, why am I going through this hard season? What about the season is difficult? Where do I fit into this equation? Is this just something that I just need to flow through? Or do I actually need to take action? Like, consult yourself first. And make decisions. Don't go to everybody else fishing for an answer for one person to agree with you. (laughs) on what it is that you already want to do or that you already think or that you already feel like we, and I'm, I was totally guilty of this. This is something I recognize that I put a lot. I put a lot on my best friend. I would go to her about everything and try to get her opinion. And because one, I genuinely cared about her opinion, but also two, a lot of it I realized was I didn't actually trust myself and my own decision-making and I knew what I needed to do. I knew it was valid that I felt the way I felt. So why was I constantly going to somebody else to try to get validation for what I already knew and what I felt and how I knew I wanted to handle something. It's actually just a habit. It was a habit that I had. And I think that in over the last six months of me not having that, this is part of what's made me so happy is I trust myself now. I trust that how I feel is how I feel. I don't need somebody else to tell me like, yeah, it's you're valid for how you feel. No, I just need to validate myself. I make decisions for myself now. I don't ask for (laughs) another person's input so that if things go wrong, well, I guess we were both wrong, right? It's not just me. No, dude. Your life is on you. How you react to things is on you. And let me also say, there were times that, you know, I was in a hard season and I went and asked for advice and handled it the way that the other person said that I should handle it. And it honestly wasn't me like that's not how I handle things and things got even worse and then if you're anything like me then you sit and think about it like oh remember that time in 2007 when I did this and I should have handled it this way like I thought I was going to but then I didn't yeah you don't want to be that person (laughs) so all of that to say I see you If you are in a hard season right now, I see you. It is. And just because you're going through your day to day, and I will say this whole thing came out of someone said, like, it must be nice to be so happy all the time. And. I make a choice to be happy. Because let me tell you, there have been times that I have not been happy in life. No one else knew that. I was going through a horribly hard season. And when I say that nobody knew, I'm telling you, no one knew. You know why? Because I have been conditioned to be happy. I have been conditioned and I have conditioned myself to just be happy and only show people happy. And guess what? I felt so alone I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone about not being happy because I'm known as the happy girl. Right? (laughs) So the fact that I am so just like drowning in emotions, I was drowning in emotions that I didn't know how to express because I've always just expressed happiness. I didn't know how to be angry. I didn't know how to be like express my anger. I knew I was angry internally. I just didn't know how to express it. And it's, was taught to me that that's like an unproductive emotion to have. And so I felt very guilty anytime I was angry. My anger, I have realized, just lied just below the surface. And so the angrier I got, the more I tried to kill it with kindness. Like, shut it up if I'm happier, if I'm nicer to people, if I do more for others, that will negate the bad feeling that I'm having of anger. I'm here to tell you it doesn't. Your emotions are going to come out one way or another. And for me, just one day, literally in the span of 24 hours, I was done with life. I was all done. I was all the way done. And that's not a good feeling to have. And so everyone was very surprised (laughs) when the extremely happy girl tried to commit suicide. Everyone was so surprised about it. But she's so happy. She's the sane one. She's the one that keeps us all together. Yes, she's also the one that doesn't know how to process her non-happy emotions properly. So guess what I had to do? I had to get real good Real quick at understanding that we are allowed to be happy and also had hard times and go through hard seasons and acknowledge that it's a hard season and not just play the denial game and be like, nope, everything's good. I'm fine. I'm happy. And I've learned since then that honestly, people like, (laughs) like, like I was afraid that no one would want to be around me if they knew that things were hard. No, like people can relate to that. They can't relate to someone who's just happy all the time. Like, what are you a robot? Do you not have any other emotion? I mean, yeah, it's a lot more relatable when you can talk about, yeah, things are hard, but you know what? I'm okay. And I will tell you, it's that simple. It's literally that simple. Knowing, once you know, it seems so easy. Once you know, yeah, everyone goes through hard times. This is not abnormal. And guess what? You can get through a hard time and you can feel the emotions around a hard time. And I learned from watching my parents that like hard times equal bad attitudes so that's why I never wanted to have a bad attitude or acknowledge a hard time. Guess what? Once I learned how to acknowledge, "Hey, this is a hard season, but I'm going to show up this way because this is who I am." And I'm choosing to show up that way, not as a mask, as a both can exist. You can have both. And so that's what I wanted to tell you today. You can have a hard time and you can be happy. You can have a hard time and you can be miserable too. You're allowed. You are allowed to be miserable. Not here to preach toxic positivity. But I needed to hear that you can have a hard time and you're allowed to be happy as well. And you... You can 100% (sighs) choose how you want to show up in that time. You can either choose not to show up or you can choose to show up. And I will tell you that from personal experience, obviously, choosing not to show up is not a great option. So show up in your hard time. Know that you can get through your hard time. And when you look back and after you've acknowledged it and you continue to acknowledge it, you will appreciate how far you've come at like once you get through it. Sucks during, but when you get through it, it's like, whoa, I made it through that. That's crazy. And then you pat yourself on the back and you enjoy you enjoy what happens after that because hard times don't last forever. They can just be a season. So I wanted to follow this up. Um, Just one, if you are going through a hard time and you are feeling suicidal, whether it's suicide ideation, whether you're just like, I just don't want to be here anymore, anything like that. Uh, Sometimes it's not as simple as like, I have a plan and I'm going to go through with this. It's that feeling of hopelessness, anything like that. There is a, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. Chat, like, talk to them. (laughs) If you don't want to talk to somebody in your day-to-day life, I highly recommend talking to them, um, or talk to someone you trust, whether it's, a family member, um, a pastor, a friend, talk to someone you can trust and know that getting help, there's nothing shameful about that. There's nothing wrong with saying like, listen, this hard time is kicking my butt. I am not happy. I don't want to be here. I don't want to keep doing this. Ask for help. Wave the white flag. There's no shame in it. Um, I hope that this was helpful. I'm always here to listen, always here to talk. And I hope that if you are going through a hard time, I hope that this helps you. And if you know someone going through a hard time, understand that they might not know what they need. They might not want what to talk about it. They might not know what they need in that moment. So if you think of something, try it out. I will tell you, sometimes if you're depressed, you don't know what's going to make you feel less depressed, right? And the person in crisis might not know exactly what they need, but they know that they need something. And so, you know, things simple as going over, if you know someone in your life is depressed, go over to their house and do a load of laundry, do a load of dishes, bring a meal, come over and just sit. Sometimes they don't want to talk about it. Sometimes just having someone in your space is needed. Know the people that you love. Know their love languages. Know what's going to make them feel loved. Um, It might not be quality time. It might be, hey, bring them a meal. You know, that would be like gifts. Or acts of service, wash the dishes. Uh, Words of affirmation. Write them a heartfelt note about, hey, I see you. I recognize that this is a difficult time for you. Any of it, because I will tell you, there are so many times in my life where I wished that I had people that loved me, especially based on my love language, um, just sitting. I didn't necessarily need them to talk, I didn't need them to do anything. Quality time is everything to me. And so sometimes that and physical touch. So sometimes just having a hug would have been helpful, or having someone to just come. And sit, I don't care if they talk to me, they could sit and do something else. But just having them in my space would have been amazing. So know the people in your life. If someone says I'm fine, but you can see that they're not fine. Sometimes it's just the simple, but are you really? Don't shy away from tough conversations. If you see something, if you have a gut feeling, hey, I feel like this person is struggling. Sometimes it's just that follow-up question, but are you really? That helps and it makes all the difference in the world because I will tell you as someone that doesn't like to ask for help and <laughs> doesn't enjoy talking about their feelings with someone that they feel like doesn't really care to hear about their feelings, um, that second, we need that second question. The first one we feel like is you being polite The second one is, oh, okay, you actually really care. So keep that in mind. I hope all of these things help and know that you're not alone.